And then you came into work and you, you, you pulled it down to like your nose yeah. and said, is this normal? Yeah. <laughs> I was going up to the bar going, can we just have glasses of milk? <laughs> just <laughs> stay made my bum tingle as well, because that was, that was spicy twice. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors Podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Welcome to the Business Anchors Podcast, episode 18. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how COVID has helped our business, how it's also made things shit, and how none of us really know what we're doing in this world of sanitizer, masks, and morons. We're also going to talk about how Robbie Knox made my mouth tingle, but not in a weird way. He did make your mouth tingle. He did, he did. But mine, actually. Let's leave that till the end for clickbait. Okay. Uh, no, what, what do we call it? Earbait. Oh, yeah, earbait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that um, story, you're going to have to wait to hear that, aren't so you? So if you're watching this on social or on YouTube, uh, write in the comments how you think he made my mouth tingle before <laughs> you listen to that bit. Um, yeah. And get ready for this video to be flagged. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. cool. So we could, I don't know what it's an episode about COVID constantly, though. No, no. It's not well, COVID I, up. Yeah, it's more, well, when, when we're kind of talking about this and what, what we could be discussing... It's more about, we talked before about, oh, COVID's happened, what's the effect on business? Mm. But now it's more like, right, we're kind of in this and it's yeah. it's not like, oh, now we've got over it. It's just, it's the norm. Yeah. And so the things that actually have now changed and we're thinking of the norm. Yeah. And there's some bits that are just, oh, that's shitter than it used to be. Mm. And some bits like, oh, this has actually really helped. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Because with my sales hat on, mm. I think... Put it on I haven't got a hat. Oh. But anyway, with yeah. my imaginary sales hat on, yeah. I think, well, I know that, that COVID's actually, I think it's been beneficial for us. Which, uh, no, I mean, in uh, terms of... In terms of business. business. Yeah. In terms of me, my responsibility of, of selling our services to customers. Mm. Um, and the reason for that is to do with the pitches we're delivering. So pre-COVID, we would go through a process of uh, a customer would approach us, we'd find out what they want to achieve, we'd, the creative team would put together a pitch, looking mm. at how we can help them, drive anywhere from 10 minutes to five hours away, wherever they are. Because yeah. if, if it's, if, <laughs> or more. If, it, if we deem it to be worth it, we're like, yeah, yeah Dan, stay in a hotel overnight, see yeah. you later. Drive that far, deliver the pitch in person, which was really great, because when you're, I think when you're face to face with someone, you it, you build more rapport. It's easier to build a relationship up. I don't know what you think, Lloyd, but I a hundred percent agree. Which is weird in this kind of conversation because yeah. you're alluding to the fact that, that, that it's kind of more efficient not doing yeah. that. But I still like the people I have the best business relationships and personal relationships you with. Met them face to face. I met them face to face and multiple times. Yeah, I guess because it's it's the stuff in between the stuff that has to be discussed yeah 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 you know you you walk down with them to the car park or you have yeah. lunch afterwards and that talk about stuff that isn't important but you get to know that yeah. it's their son's birthday and he it? dressed up as gandalf yeah or, or you know yeah that's weird exactly so so i so that pre-covid it was that meeting in person building that rapport presenting and then winning some of those and delivering them now uh, well, when, when it was locked down, you, we obviously weren't going anywhere. So mm. pitches started being delivered virtually, which was really weird initially. But it's basically the same thing, but you do it on a Zoom call. Mm. Um, and at first I hated it and thought it was just rubbish because it's, it's difficult to kind of build that rapport. It's more difficult yeah. to build a rapport up over Zoom. 
But now, now that we've 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 got more used to this and it's normalised, uh, we can we can uh, deliver so many more pitches in such a small amount of time mm. because we're not driving five hours away, taking two days out of the business to stay in a hotel, yeah. and it's all virtual. So the volume of pitch, I, I think it's not just to do with COVID. I think it's to do with us delivering better work and more people wanting to work with us. But we're delivering but way more for for any business. That's going to be beneficial isn't it if you think either you can just do more pitches more kind of of the sales stuff to potential opportunities yeah or you've just got more preparation time because you're not driving or you're yeah. not traveling somehow to somewhere three hours away so you can put that three hours into yeah preparing what you're going to communicate exactly. and make sure you do a good and job i also think you know I'm not perfect in terms of being a salesperson. In terms of every other way you are, obviously, but <laughs> obviously. in terms of a salesperson. But in terms of reading the situation, engaging if an opportunity, the chances of it happening, and if it's a good fit, I don't always get it right. Mm. So the times, sometimes you drive five hours and you you pitch and you realise, oh, the person who's a key decision maker isn't involved. So this was com- not completely pointless, but. but. Whereas yeah. if you're delivering it virtually, mm. it's quite a smooth process to think, oh, should we just set up another call when that person's here or, or you know, oh, it's not going to work out for both of us. You know, let's kind of... Yeah. And I think it's not just a sales thing. So where in our business, um, I'm more, when we're delivering projects, liaising with the client, mm. it's, you know, to have a 20 minute Zoom call to, to catch up with them and communicate. Way stuff, more efficient, isn't it? It's so much more efficient because as soon as you hang up, I can be on to the next thing. Whereas normally, mm. end the meeting, again, oh, walk down to the car park, say, say bye to 12 Our people. <laughs> yeah. Hour drive. Yeah. Then you feel a bit tired because you've been driving. Um, However, when, I don't know what you think, when, let's say the world becomes more normal at some point mm-hmm. and people do want to be delivering pitches face-to-face again, do you think we'll be in a worse position if we were to, say, deliver them virtually and other agencies were delivering them in person. This is what I think is going to be really interesting. So I think a lot of people are down the end of, my whole work life is so much more efficient now, it's all on Zoom. Um, So I want to continue down this route. So Mm. if someone's pitching something to me, I don't want them to come here and have to do small talk. And well, I want to just get into what we're here for. And I think some people are still very much the other end of, Oh, can't wait till this is over so I can get back to normal. Yeah. So I think it's gonna well in the in the world we're in where we're agency and we've got clients. Mm. I think we're we're not in my eyes we're gonna have to be passive in that decision. So I think yeah. Um, whatever we think, figuring out what the customer if, wants. If the customer is gonna really value you being there in front of them. It's likely that. that if you're pitching or trying mm. to sell something to them or trying to build a relationship, mm. they're going to do that better with with whoever turns up in front of them rather than the Zoom call they yeah. have booked in the next day. Whereas I think, again, if people are more liking the Zoom call stuff, yeah, um, I think it could be detrimental if you say, can I get in the room yeah. with you? Because uh, it's, then it's kind of like, I think, well, I asked to, yeah. to do it on Zoom and Stop it's a bit... coughing on me. Yeah. Yeah, I think my, my number one motivation is converting deals that's the thing that completely drives everything I do in business. Mm. So whatever's going to be the best, I want to do that. Mm. In ter- so it's trying to, it's trying to read what do the you room. Think, do you, what do you think the, the balance room. will be? Do you think it's um, going to be very much go back the other way? Oh no, I think it, up until, you know, for the next six to 12 months, it's still going to be main, or maybe, maybe for the next six months, it's still going to be mainly mm. how it is, I think. 
especially for the bigger businesses because i think the larger corporate style business and large smes mm. uh they have more employees and have to think more about risk so yeah i've noticed the bigger businesses we work with are very much like oh yeah we've been told policy we're, we're, we're never back in the office for the, at least the next six months <laughs> yeah whereas some of the small businesses can make kind of quicker decisions yeah. and and mm. give people more freedom of choice i think yeah. more easily because i actually still prefer face-to-face in terms of building relationships but i the main thing i like about the the virtual stuff is the efficiency of the number of of pictures you can deliver Mm -hmm. in the amount of time so if you could click your fingers and be there you'd want to do it oh yeah definitely it's everything around that yeah and i suppose that's that's part of us being like a regional business as well we're the furthest in case you don't know guys knowlton our agency Hmm. is basically the furthest southeast you can get in the uk that mm. little tiny point that points out to the so mm. we're there I, I think if you're in the middle of a big city you may have more clients that you can walk five minutes and be there at the same well, time in london you could also spend an hour and a half to get somewhere else in london and it'll be the same as yeah. us traveling there well this is so. what's in the agency nomics book which we kept going about yeah. a while ago which is a great book spencer gallagher that's that's his surname isn't it i think so i think so yeah, yeah. he um and we were on his podcast a while ago yeah he uh, said that their strategy to grow their 300 person agency was to get an office in the hub of where everything was. Mm. So then there's all the new, like the small things of, oh, I'm just around the corner from you, let me yeah. pop in. Mm. Like we've got some clients who are very close to us and it's been very beneficial mm. for them. And I think that's even really helped us convert them as a client by yeah. saying, oh, by the way, we're literally 30 seconds walk. Yeah. So, but I don't know, do you think we're gonna, would we haven't really spoken about like, expanding offices in other places i've thought i've thought about it because my brain never stops thinking (laughs) um and so so from a business point of view i very i do think it could be a positive thing to have a second office in and around london yeah um from a personal point of view i would hate it (laughs) so that's the i think yeah you know with running a business we have to constantly balance i think we could grow quicker having an office in london Mm. um but yeah i certainly i'm thinking if we do that at least one of us will have to be up there when we when we open that office at least four days a week one of us is going to have to be there every day and then you could tone that down to three maybe two but uh i also think like now isn't the time to be if you don't need to to be buying an office i don't know with, yeah. with like everyone potentially being told to work from home yeah just like it's interesting to see the go agency mm. harry hugo they had a huge office in mm. finsbury square is that what it was in london I, were they still in that one i'm not sure if they i were. can't remember Maybe. one of those we've we've visited a couple of them along the yeah. way yeah and they've yeah. just gone completely ver- not virtual mm. sorry home based so yeah like there, there's how many of a hundred and something of them they all work from home they all I think they invested some but money I, to help them all. I do think I'd if we were completely based from home I think I'd hate that I'd just hate as that much as well. commuting to London yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah I'm not really not a fan of working from home hmm. I really obviously tried it that once that we spoke about before and yeah, hated it and tried it for five came back in the office yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you just you don't get the same it, it's the small conversations of you know you don't set up a zoom whilst mm. your two of your team are making coffee mm. and you have a quick chat you wouldn't set up a zoom call to yeah. to say random shit that and that, that, that yeah. leads to a good ideas and yeah. things yeah so. so there's 
Yeah, we've spoken about some good and bad bits, but there are, um, interestingly, it's kind of strange how long this has gone on for because there are relationships we've built with people that we've never seen in person or very rarely see in person, <laughs> yeah. which is strange. Um, yeah. And I know you, you had a you had a handwritten note recently. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So shout out to Kerry Gregory from uh, Gemology, uh, Gemology Rock. Sorry, um, she yeah we did we helped her develop her strategy and she sent a, a thank you note handwritten thank you note and that literally made me feel so mm. good and it was obviously such a small thing but I think like there's ways that you can st- still try and have an impact with other people without yeah. it being in person although I, I hate the idea of not being in person mm. but yeah but there are, that's a very personal thing though like so you're sending a handwritten note mm. you could argue you know has a much bigger kind of relationship building thing than sending an email so why are we not sending handwritten notes to all our potential customers um don't know you're, you're it's my responsibility you're, <laughs> you're responsibility the marketing yeah. of the business then no no it's, so it, do, was, it was you, more do you want to tell the room why you why you failed it was more a rhetorical question yeah why aren't we doing that? i i think there's a huge well actually we are we're sending our packages yeah. out which is a i think secret. there's a huge opportunity in post to mm. um, potential client stuff. Yeah, that's but just you, spam, spam everyone you have with loads to be, of letters that yeah, don't. So that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so you have to be very careful. I think if it's completely unpersonalized and let's send out 400 things, um, then it, it, I think it can become negative because you're just getting crap in the post. Yeah, I'm going to kind of disagree with you because I've got an example, okay. something that happened to us. <laughs> like I'm about to start an argument with you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. But, you know. <laughs> so... Remember when we we were in this office? I don't know if it was like a year ago, and we randomly got a piece of cheese sent in the post. Yes. And there was a note like saying, "This is a bit of cheese for you," and it yeah. was like a witty sort of thing. Yeah. And then the fo- we were like, "What's going on?" And the following weeks, for about four weeks, five yeah. weeks, we've got different bits of cheese. Just warm was, cheese, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got little bits of warm cheese, just um, with notes. And then the final thing was a little bottle of red wine, mm. and it was like we're an IT company and we want to do your IT. And I was like, that's interesting. Never going to work with you. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That wasn't personalized and that was just sent over to... I thought it was a not personalized thing. Well, it probably said to... Nolton. Nolton. (laughs) What I'm saying is, I'm not saying a mass thing of sending out... Cheese. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. I understand like, if you're listening, cheese senders. (laughs) I think it it was very creative and it got people talking. Um, and you may, you may, if you've got a positive return on it, mm. good on you. But I'm saying more like there's value in me thinking of one person that I really like and sending them a handwritten note saying today, saying, oh, I like you because you're really cool and that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just wanted to send you something saying, thinking mm. of you. But that, yeah. that sounds a bit too romantic. But I'm saying like ongoing like, things like that. Hey, Steve, the the head of marketing at this company I know I saw you liked you went to the Arsenal game but you didn't because it's all you can't go but I yeah. saw you like Arsenal and this is a thing like mm. Mm, yeah kind of but thing. potentially not I'm not even like trying to set up things of, like pretending I've got stuff in common because that's you can see through that can't you I'm saying like our actual so someone on LinkedIn that's engaged with our stuff for two years and is mm. always there and if you think oh that guy's really cool like he always does this yeah write it down and send it to him what you're actually thinking mm. Because he'll open up that card and go, that's so nice. I've been engaging with their stuff for two years and they're actually 
took the time to let me know that they they really appreciate it. How have you ever in like a, a retail environment? Mm. Have, has anyone ever provided you great customer service and then you've you've actively gone and said, told their manager or said that person or this person is that kind of thing? Because uh, I think not enough people do that. I actually haven't done it in person. I've done it in reviews where I've named mm. the person. <gasps> Hoping remind- it has a positive effect on them somehow. <laughs> Sorry, that's what? just reminded me. Please tell the, the haircut story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um, if you're watching this, I'm wearing a hat. Um, and I like hats, but I'm actually wearing them every day at the moment because I went to get my haircut. Um, went to a new barber's, walked in, filled out the track and trace stuff, my name and number and all that sort of thing. Um, had a haircut. Lady that cut my hair is really nice, really lovely. Walked out, um, got home, and noticed there's just a huge chunk of long hair on the side of my head. Um, so, and oh, you came into work and you, you you pulled it down to like your nose yeah. and said, "Is this normal?" Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't really do anything because I could like style, try and style the rest of my hair, but there was always this chunk there. Um, so I left. I actually left a negative review, and and I was honest in it. So I think I put two out of five stars on Google and just said really lovely people enjoyed my time though but came back and got a huge chunk of hair still left <laughs> on my head so not a great haircut and that's why I went so yeah um, and then I got a phone call from the owner saying so illegal saying um, I just you've left us a negative review we've been we've been looking into who you are I don't think you've been here and I said oh no no he didn't say it. he said I didn't think you had been here but then we looked through our track and trace <laughs> information. We found your name and number, so we thought we'd call you and uh, and say. Allowed, is it? And, and I, yeah, I don't. I think if you take uh, people's information for to try and help the pandemic and track and trace, I don't think you can use it for your marketing and <laughs> uh, sales communication. So he's basically saying, just wanted to let you know, we're really not happy, and you know, you can just come back in and we'll sort it. You don't need to leave an extra review. And I, I try to. Um, it was it was a civil conversation, but I sort of said to him, "That's still not a good service." Mm. So having to go in another time to have a chunk of hair cut off, <laughs> that's still not a positive review. Yeah. Oh, I went back in, and he did it the second time. <laughs> like you want to go if you know you don't yeah. book a haircut and say, "Can you do half of it now and half yeah, of it yeah. later?" <laughs> That'd um, be very inefficient. But he basically is a nice guy. Wanted to make it better and mm. that sort of thing, but. Yeah, don't don't use track and trace info to contact <laughs> unhappy customers. I don't think if I wanted to, I could pursue mm. that. Uh, Burbs, if you're listening, yeah. but I'm not a horrible person, so I won't. Mm. Uh, I still want to. You know the how did Robbie Knox make you tingle thing? Oh, are we at that yeah. yet? Because yeah, yeah. Should we go for that? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, for that. as people listening, go, oh, hurry up and tell us why you made yeah. your mouth tingle. Um, why did we? Why did we put this in? I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, do you know why? Because yeah. we were talking about all oh, benefits of actually meeting people and stuff. Robbie Knox, like right at the start of the lockdown, I think was we had a as a, like a virtual guest on the podcast. Yeah. So if you don't follow him, uh, YouTuber, all round good guy, mm. uh, beer lover, gardening lover, my kind of guy. <laughs> um, and he came on our podcast, but we'd never met him. Yeah. Um, and then we actually met him in person. Three or four weeks ago, I think now. Well, that um, was maybe longer than that, was it? Before? Okay, doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, I- irrelevant. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, 
when, when you've listened to this, uh, guys, hang on, we just need to work out for every listener exactly how long ago it was. <laughs> so if you listen to this on <laughs> yeah. Tuesday. Um, yeah, we met Robbie, had a lovely time, lots of beers, mm. um, which was good. And then he ordered... We were Wait, just before, before you get to this, because yeah. this happened before, mm. do you remember when we were in that one pub and that random really drunk bloke just came over to us like, oh, I just started... Yeah. <laughs> that was really awkward. And he, he, he tried to shake our hands at one point. <laughs> and we're, kind of, <laughs> we're already com- uncomfortable you're so close to us. Um, you're also strangely wearing a hoodie with nothing, <laughs> under, no T-shirt underneath it, <laughs> which is worrying. Um, Sorry, that was just a fun experience. Yeah, yeah. So that happened, yeah. and then at the end, was just about to get a train home, and mm. uh, he, just, Robbie, just ordered loads of food when he had a train like five minutes, which was, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, Robbie, strange decision, but I liked it. Um, and he ordered the and ordered the wings. hot. It, they had these hot wings. I think um, they like but there was death in the name of but them. But you said you said oh well, yeah I've had them before they're really nice. No, I had them a few weeks before mm. and me and Leandro my friend um, had them and they were just about bearable. Mm. But I, don't, I think they did extra stuff to these ones that we had. Yeah. It was the same. It was basically Dan was saying oh yeah they're fine they're really spicy but they're all right and me me no, I said just about bearable. Robbie Dan and uh, random guy that was there. the guy that I can't <laughs> remember your name Ed Ed. Who runs, who runs Cliffs in Cliftonville? Great coffee shop if you're visiting. <laughs> um, all had one. And we were basically just, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. We all must have looked like absolute idiots. They'd obviously thought, oh, these guys have drunk loads of beers, all of this hot thing. Yeah. Because I was going up to the bar going, can we just have glasses of milk? <laughs> Judge us what you want, glasses of milk. And um, I uh, I mean, the next Everyone one, was just dripping. Yeah. And it, that's how Robbie Knox made my mouth tingle. But he also, the next day... He missed his train as well, didn't he? Yeah. Next day, he made my bum tingle as well, because that was <laughs> that was spicy twice. Um, uh, thanks, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Robbie, for that. Um, really appreciate you making me tingle. Um, cool. Yeah. So we've given the, the ear bait away now. Yeah, so there's, there's not the much ear more bait. to listen to, yeah. is there? Spicy hot wings. Wasn't wasn't anything special, really. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed that. Should Subscribe. We, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, listeners. Um, we're just a couple of business anchors see you later